we have an extra episode for you this week. Don't worry, we'll be back as normal on Thursday. We have some exciting news at LCP this week, which we wanted to share with you all. Welcome to Insurance Uncut, the podcast where we explore the big issues impacting the general insurance market. I'm Charles Cronier. And I'm Jessica Clark. And Insurance Uncut is brought to you by LCP. We'd love to hear from you, so please get in touch with your questions or feedback via LinkedIn or our website. Let's kick off with this week's episode. So I'm really pleased to welcome back both Tom Durkin and Kat Drummond to the podcast for this special one-off episode. So today we're here to discuss LCP's new reserving software, InsureSight Predict. I was wondering if you could start by just giving me the two-minute elevator pitch on what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, why don't I start on that? I probably don't even need two minutes of it. That'd be a really long elevator ride. <laughs> There's a number of new things that are coming out that, kept, that launched on Tuesday. It's a really exciting week for us. And this is InsureSight, which is our analytics platform that's transforming how insurers are setting their reserves. So it's already been used for 100 billion of reserves so far. And one of the standout new features is that there is a whole new suite of integrated machine learning that can deliver first cut results within minutes. So processes that have previously taken a lot longer can now be completed in a lunch break. Or while you're eating your lunch, the computer's actually setting your reserves for you. And then on top of that, we've still got a full suite of automatic highlighting of, of key assumptions. And that means that insurers that are using InsureSight can really focus on the judgments that matter most. And it's great fun to use as well. You know, we've put a lot of effort. I mean, like all LCP tools, we've put a lot of effort into that user experience, uh, the workflow of going from the start of the data being uploaded through to the final and actually allowing actuaries and other reserving professionals uh, to step through that journey in a really slick way. I saw a sneak peek last week and I was genuinely blown away. It was fantastic. Having never used it before, 15 minutes, I was up and running making picks, moving around, so easy to use. Kat, I was wondering what in your view makes it a real game changer? I mean, really the fact that you can get first cut reserves across all of your cohorts and lines of business within an hour, you know, you can go off and have your lunch and come back. That has to be pretty game changing across the the sort of reserving space. And it really means that actuaries can spend their time focusing on the key judgments and not the data crunching. So actually, it's going to be redefining the role of actuaries in the reserving space and enabling them to focus on those judgments and communicating to the wider business, which I think is makes it a really exciting part of the sort of change in, in reserving process. Great. You touched upon there, you know, not spending time doing data processing and all those jobs that maybe you're not really adding value with, you know, they will always have to be done, but you're not adding value. So I guess from both of you, what is the one feature within InsureSight Project that you like the best? I've got three. So I'm going to let you go first, Kat. Yeah, I've got three <laughs> things. I'd be hard to choose to pick between them. So I'm hoping Kat will choose at least one of them. <laughs> I think for, for me, it's really the dashboard of analytics that you get once you've processed your reserving information because it's so rich. Having a single screen where on that screen you can see the universe of reserves, so what your range of reserves could be for a, a given line of business for each cohort, what InsureSight thinks is the best starting position for you in terms of a reserve figure for you to get going with, and also knowing 
at the touch of a button, what assumptions are the most material and having all of that on a single screen is just so effective and powerful to, to cram that all into a single screen and yet make it very readable and usable is fantastic. Well, I'm pleased to say that's one of my three. I mean, in particular, <laughs> the universe of reserves. And one of the reasons I'm so excited by that, it, it is simply something that cannot be done using legacy solutions. And it needs the analytics. It needs the power of the cloud. And to be able to see the impact of huge combinations, different assumptions is really powerful, okay? So the two others that I would mention, one is the trend identification and the powerful analytics within that, using machine learning to automatically look at both annual trends and seasonality adjustments. And that's all done before you even start thinking about your analytics. I mean, that is literally out of the box. What initial expected loss ratio should you pick? What are your claims inflation trends historically? What should they be in the future? I mean, these are all such important questions, especially in today's climate. So that's a really important component as well. The charts look brilliant as well. And the third one is around the diagnostic suites. So right from the start of InsureSight, so even before it had the predictive capabilities. So the previous original version that we launched in 2020, and it was all about trend identification, understanding with insurers data where they should spend their time, where are the emerging trends, the possible anomalies, etc. And the fact that right from the first minute, you have a full suite of diagnostics available, it really allows that to be the first thing that reserving actuaries look like within look at within the process. And you know, the number of clients that have said to me, well even even if all InsureSight gave us was a framework to be able to see all our diagnostics in a consistent and useful way, that would be value adding in itself. And that's only a tiny fraction of what the platform provides. So I know I cheated. I know I gave three rather than one, but hopefully that sort of reflects actually the genuine excitement that I've got in terms of what uh, InsureSight can bring. Yeah. This, there's so much going on almost. I can, I will slightly let you off there, Tom, having having three rather than just one. I'm trying to think about the phrase that you used. You said something along the lines of you can't wait to use it again when you did the proof of concept. You said last week or yeah. earlier this month, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about getting it rolled out on a lot of my reserving projects that, that we do internally because I think it's going to, you know, I've spent a lot of my time in the last few weeks dealing with inflation and thinking about that and then also having to do that on top of just you know the standard reserving work and it will be great to be doing more of that hard thinking around trends around where do we allow for stuff and that being more of my job than it is you know doing data processing and actually I wanted to put to you some of the the kind of questions that I think some of our listeners might have and I I had when I initially was looking at it and I'd be keen to kind of get your your take on them um because they, they might be natural hesitations that people have about this, you know, big bit of reserving kit that's coming in. How's, how's it going to work? So how would InsureSight work, for example, with dealing with an issue like inflation? Does it have that flexibility or is it kind of, you know, off limits for any type of adjustments or, or dealing with that? No, absolutely. There's loads of flexibility within InsureSight in, in terms of when you're setting your reserves. For example, you can input inflation or sort of premium rate indices as part and parcel of the analysis that you're doing. And InsureSight can use that when it's coming up with its first cut reserves. And of course, you can use that when coming up with your, your final selections, um, which I think is really, really helpful. Obviously, sort of additional loadings that you'd like to make sort of spoke tailor um, loadings within 
within your reserves is also absolutely doable. And things like uploading your own development patterns, which actually is something that I think is very important when you're thinking about onboarding and moving away from your existing process into the new process, being able to do that very easily and very quickly means that you can set up your existing process on InsureSight and, and make sure that that uh, moving over is very smooth and easy to do. Great. Uh, and another question was, how do you see InsureSight Project working with kind of wider reporting? Do we see any kind of benefits or or gains that can also be made there? I think the key thing with the reporting is that it's just so easy um, from InsureSight. It's all very much at the touch of a button. Um, for example, all of the charts, including all of the sort of analytics charts, can be exported either en masse or uh, across certain <laughs> aggregate, uh, aggregated uh, lines of business or individually in lots of different file formats. So if you want to just drop it into one of your reports or send it to somebody for, for wider comment, that's super easy. And also all the backing numbers as well and, and sort of audit trail comments, you can export them all as, as text or Excel files, etc. And so again, that makes it very easy for you to bring it into other processes as you might need to. Yeah, that was actually a feature that I really quite enjoyed was the ability to kind of comment as you were going along, which is great for kind of audit trail purposes, but also, you know, when pair working with colleagues, they can see my thinking and the judgments I've made or why I've gone with something. So yeah, that's, that's definitely a really powerful tool that that's kind of built in already as well. Tom, any other kind of thoughts around that? Anything, you know, in terms of integrating it within an existing process? No issues. I mean, there's two things I would say that are are really valuable design features. And these have been front and sent right from the start. So the first is where things aren't broke, we don't want to fix them. So to the extent that there's a well-behaved class of business where traditional reserving methods work well, then InsureSight is about ensuring that that is done really quickly and the diagnostics are there to ensure that the, the well-behaved nature of that book is reflected and it gives a high degree of confidence in the first cut results. So it's not about saying, well, let's apply different methods to look at different things. It's about saying, well, we've got a traditional paradigm for reserving that is working well in many cases. Let's apply that and um, accelerate it tremendously. So that's number one. And then the second thing is related to one of the other hurdles or challenges for machine learning and analytics within financial and wider actuarial work is around the challenges of where there are methods or assumptions uh, that are effectively a black box. And in order to ensure that that doesn't happen within InsureSight, we thought very carefully about the key assumptions that underline any reserving process. And the analytics is laser focused on each of those key assumptions so that at the end of the process, you can say to your auditors or the regulator or your boards or senior managers, you say, well, look, these are the assumptions that have been set. Yeah, it just so happens that they've come through analytics and reviewed by humans rather than through a legacy process. But in terms of what it gets seen by the auditors and regulators, senior managers, is very consistent with what they used to see for now. I'd also say another challenge that sometimes gets put forward with a with black box kind of technology is that learning capability for junior members in the team. You know, people often say that oh, getting hand, you know, stuck in and hands in with reserving is a it's a great way of learning. What are your thoughts on that, Kat, in terms of, you know, does InsureSight still offer those kind of learning opportunities across the wider team? I think it accelerates it, actually, and I think it's going to be a really, really good thing. I think it's taking the pain away of, of, of doing the sort of data crunching and data manipulation and actually bringing forward the real sort of deep thinking about what does this methodology assume? How good is it at 
sort of predicting the future, how how good has it been historically? And actually, InsureSight is sort of helping the user on that journey by, as part and parcel of coming up with this first cut reserves, um, articulating how well, a, for example, a methodology has been at, um, at predicting experience. But actually, it will change the way that junior actuaries learn. And I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I think actually focusing the mind on what the actuarial judgments are and what the methods are actually doing is is a really good thing to be doing very early on in your career. Couldn't agree more. I've got an analogy. I like coding. I like computers. And I do it a lot as a hobby as well. And during lockdown, I learned some new coding languages. I learned C++ again. Haven't done that for a number of years. I learned Python. And I also learned 6502 assembly. And 6502 assembly, that's the computer chip, the 8-bit chip that underlies computers like the BBC Micro or the Apple II or the Commodore 64. And it was purely an exercise of something that I did purely for joy. Now, I think it would be really, really difficult to, to argue that someone today who is learning really high-quality Python and applying it to do analytics is not able to learn effectively because they are not writing assembly code. But actually, 20, 30 years ago, in order to get the sort of performance that was needed, you needed to know the assembly code. And actually what's happened over time in computing and in actuarial work and in lots of other places is that the existing body of knowledge is being packed up into easier and easier to use processes and systems or APIs is another way that they've been packed up. So that means that the the actuaries and the developers of today are really focusing on using those brilliant new tools to solve the solutions rather than needing to build them themselves. So that's the way I look at it. I think it's definitely the right way forward. And I think that applies across all the technology we're using. So if someone has listened to this and is really interested to learn more, what should they do? Absolutely. Just get into contact with either myself, uh, Tom, uh, Laura Hoburn or or Charlie Stone. And across the four of us, we'll be very happy to scheduling in a a demo for you and the wider team so that you can understand better how it will fit into your own processes and to see it in action. Great. Really excited. And uh, yeah, generally, it's fantastic. So um, yeah, massive. Well done to you guys and the team. And I know it's uh, been quite a lot to get to this point, um, but, but well worth it. That's all we have time for this week on Insurance Uncut. Please join us in two weeks' time for another episode. This podcast is brought to you by LCP. We'd like to thank Nikki Freegard, Deepika Misra, Megan Frost, and Matthew Passy for helping to produce this episode. This podcast is for information purposes only and should not be taken as advice. All views expressed by podcast hosts and guests are purely their own opinions and do not represent those of LCP, its clients or affiliates. LCP makes no warranty, guarantee or representation as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast.